Jackie Tan and welcome to the Bodies Built Better podcast. On the show, we chat with experts, athletes, coaches and authors to educate and inspire you. We explore the body's incredible ability to heal, adapt and evolve so you can crush limitations, reconnect your body and mind and discover your extraordinary potential. Today on the show, I chat with CrossFit Zenith owner and coach Nathan Weiss. Anyone who has been trained by Nath will know he's not just a CrossFit coach. He is your advocate, your cheerleader, your confidant, your accountability, your supporter, and your wake-up call. And whilst his compassion and empathy will gain your respect and remind you he too is human, he also knows how to crack the whip to get the absolute best out of you. Today, he gives some insight into why CrossFit is good for you, how to tackle your mindset, especially when you want to stop, and what it's like balancing a growing business and a young family. If you've ever thought about trying CrossFit but are intimidated by it, Nath will not only give you the reasons why you should give it a go, but put your mind at ease in the process. So, Enjoy this episode with my good friend, Nathan Weiss. Nathan, thank you so much for chatting with me today. I'm very excited to chat with you. We've known each other for a little while now, and it's been really cool yes. because I've, we've, we've actually got to see each other grow, not only personally, but professionally as well in business. Very much. And it's really cool to see your business really thrive now. So I'm looking forward to chatting about that. But before we get into that, let's give listeners a bit of background on you. How long have you been in the industry? When did you get in, in the industry and, um, and running businesses? Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, firstly, thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate um, taking the time to listen to me chat about uh, what I got to chat about. So, uh, so thank you. Um, uh, I guess I have, uh, I've owned my own business for 14 years now. I, uh, I started off with a small, uh, very small, both in size and I guess uh, uh, physical size and, um, and size of the business, um, franchise um, business uh, gym in Adelaide CBD. Um, about uh, yeah, 14 years ago, I, I really thought it was going to be a, uh, a walk in the park. I was going to have no boss. I could do my own hours. Um, I could basically do what I wanted. I could pay myself what I wanted. Um, and, uh, and man, was I in for like a rude shock. I, I think you've just described every new PT or even massive. Yeah. <laughs> A hundred percent. I walked out of PT school, as if, if that's what, what, what you want to call it, with them convincing all of us that uh, we were going to be walking into a $100,000 a year job uh, in two seconds. Um, and, uh, and, then, uh, and then my parents were lucky enough to help me finance a business. And I thought, well, this is even better. I'm going to walk into a $1,000 a year job and I don't have to really do any work because I can just get everyone else, everyone else to work for me. Um, and, uh, yeah, things changed, uh, 
really, really quick. So I ran that badly for about um, four or five years. Uh, and then um, things didn't fall into place how I thought they would. Um, and so I guess I kind of uh, had a bit of a turnaround at that point, about yeah, five, five years in uh, that I was sort of, I was at a bit of a, you could say like a bit of a low point of like, well, unless I actually do something with this, um, it's going to be, I'm just going to shut, shut it down and walk away. And so I made the decision then to actually take this a little bit more seriously, um, put in the hours, uh, stop trying to pay other people to do the work when I need to be doing the work myself. Um, and the business really sort of picked up. It, 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 it turned around um, and I had these lofty goals for it. And then I guess you could say that after about another sort of five years, I had a bit of a realisation that the, that lofty goal that I had um, was probably not within that gym. Uh, I had bigger plans on the outside and that gym was never going to be the one that was, was going to get me there. However, it needed, I needed to go through that journey or that path um, with that gym to, to get where I am today. So, um, so I sold that. That was, a, that was a journey in itself, trying to sell a business um, that you... It really was. Because uh, I remember uh, the, the whole process with you. Like, how long yeah. did that... That was, was that four or five years almost? That was a, that was a three and a half to four year process. Like, uh, it's just, it's that thing of, you've spent so much time investing your life in it. So you've got some emotional connection and then you're going to give it to someone for a monetary amount. So... You're, you're so much more invested than what they are. They want to pay as little as possible. You want to get this exorbitant amount that you think it's worth and then trying to meet in the middle. Um, I guess the biggest blessing for that was that eventually when I did sell it, I'd been trying to sell it for so long that I just, I was at the point, I was like, you know what? I need to, I need to take that sacrifice and to take that cut and just give it to them for what they're willing to pay and just, and just move on. Um, if I, my dream gym after this that's just what, what I need to do and uh, as you know uh, it is easily the best sacrifice I've ever made in my life after that I um so we put in a bunch of work uh, actually I signed a lease for a lot more than I thought I could afford um, let alone uh, a, lot, a lot more than what I wanted to pay as well obviously my lovely dad came to the rescue again and uh, basically built this this place from a from an empty uh, completely run down warehouse into uh, into the the CrossFit Zenith that it is today, um, which is a I guess you could say I'd like to say it's a thriving CrossFit business, thriving health based CrossFit business, 100 plus members, and we've been running for two years now. So, um, and every day is an absolute, without sounding cheesy, like an absolute delight to walk into this place. It is not a minute of it feels like work, not a minute of it. It's it's such such a passion and uh, yeah, it's, it's the best thing I've, I've ever done besides marrying my wife and having two kids. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You have produced some incredible, well, this incredible uh, business. And I have to say, I've, uh, I've walked into a lot of gyms and I've walked or seen a few CrossFit boxes or gyms whatever you want to call them and yours yep. by far not only is it aesthetically incredible like looks excellent um but actually the vibe and the environment that you've been able to build um is is just incredible and that's a real credit to you and obviously your values and your belief in what 
um, a, as you said, a health based CrossFit gym should be. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank Uh, you. you. So you've been in the industry now, you said for over 14 years. Yes. And I'd really like to know from your perspective, what have, what have been the things that you've seen, you know, throughout the industry, I guess, these fads, these things that come and go, um, and what would you say have been like the positive and negatives from all that you've seen? I know that's a huge kind of generalist question, but. It, it is a, a, a great question though, because, because I guess in the last 14 years, like from when I started to now, uh, we have more information available as humans, I guess you'd say, more information available to all of us, like more than ever. Like we know that, like it's all over our phones. It's all over um, our computers, it's all over our TV, our social media, like everything. Like um, anyone, anyone can has all, all the information to make themselves as healthy as possible and as fit as possible. And yet as humans, we are probably the unhealthiest we've ever been. Like everyone, everyone thinks it's just the information that we need. Um, and then obviously um, we've got all the information and that's 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 not so much what we need. So in the fitness industry, I guess uh, the big thing over the last 14 years would be we, we, we've got a bit more of a saturated market now. All right. There is there's a gym every every second block. So we've got a lot more choice. Now, a lot more choice doesn't always isn't always a better thing to have um, because sometimes it's that paralysis by analysis kind of thing. It's like, all right, cool. Well, which which gym do I go to or which, which form of fitness should I be going? And then someone just goes, look, it's, it's just too hard. I'm not going to go do anything. So, so we've got, got more, more options. But if we want to look at some of the positives and the negatives, I guess, um, um, for people to really excel now in the, in the fitness industry, um, they need to really put in the work. There's still a lot of people coming through. There's a lot of people that start out um, and they're really excited for the first one to three months. Then all of a sudden they sort of realize like, man, um, this is hard. Like if I actually, if, like, you can't just get away with, I enjoy exercise. So I should be a personal trainer anymore. It's like, if you want to be, be good and make a career out of this, you have to put in the work. And I think now uh, there's a lot of people that have put in the work. Um, uh, I mean, you go back 20 or 30 years, like being a personal trainer, like wasn't a career. Like it just, it wasn't something that you planned on spending the rest of your life doing. It was, it, it might be something you did on the side or something like that. So I think the positive is, is there's a lot more people that are able to uh, put in the work now, uh, teach themselves, get, 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 get the growth in and treat this as a career. The other thing though is, is uh, health, health messaging uh, that we see in advertising and stuff along those lines. It's more prominent than ever, like, which is fantastic, right? It's, it, it's, it's, it's making people more aware of their health. Is it making people do more about their health? No, like not necessarily. We know what is good and bad for us. Everyone, oh, most people, a lot of people know what's, what they should be eating and shouldn't be eating and uh, what they should be exercising and shouldn't be in sleep and stress and mental health and all that kind of stuff. Is, is anyone doing it? Look, some people are, that's great, but a lot of the population are not. So um, that's kind of a positive that's also a little bit of a negative as well. Like the the information, again, talking about the information, there's more information than ever. However, there's more people than ever that's not, not listening to it as well. So I guess that's sort of the positives, but sort of leading into the negatives. 
probably one of the biggest negatives I see in the fitness industry at the moment is that people, they're just led in a direction very easily, very easily. So an example would be uh, uh, fitness people on social media. Um, now look, uh, like everyone, everyone to, to their own, but uh, just because I look at someone on social media who is, um, you know, absolutely ripped and buff and they're selling their 12 weeks to the best abs program, that does, that does not mean in any way that they know what they're talking about um, or does it mean in any way that they follow that 12 weeks to great abs program, all right? That is just them finding a great way to, to make money. And I think people are too quick to believe the hype. So walking into a, a gym and saying, um, cool, well, uh, I, wanna, I wanna lose 20 kilos. And the person behind the desk goes, terrific. Cool. Well, as long as you come in three times a week for the next three months, you'll probably lose 20 kilos. Cool. And that person just blatantly going, all right, it's that easy. Excellent. Like I'm like without anyone actually really breaking everything down for them and really running through their goals and sort of giving them a realistic timeline and stuff like that. I think, I think uh, people are very quick to believe what they want to believe when it comes to their health and their fitness. Um, and unfortunately, there's more people around and not giving people the correct advice, I guess you could say. So I find that a bit of a negative in the, in the industry uh, at, the, at the moment. So It's a bit yeah. sad because you could almost take advantage of that type of client because and, they literally yeah. just, it's almost like they're relinquishing all responsibility of their own health. To someone else 100%. 100%. So, so is not which is not great like that's that's not what you want for someone um but yeah then you've got that person who is meant to be the authority who unfortunately may take advantage of that now i'm not saying all pts do that because there are certainly oh, definitely fantastic not. people out there but you know, just like any industry, there there are your fantastic professionals, and then there are ones that just are not up to the same standard. I, I feel like maybe society these days has a little bit less patience. Like I I I, I always um I always talk about um the patience that uh, that 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 my my parents had, even compared to um to to my generation. I look at when my parents uh, happen to um to be amazing and sort of babysit. Our girls, the patience they have with a two-year-old and a four-year-old when they are babysitting is phenomenal, like absolutely phenomenal. And not that me and my lovely wife don't have any patience, but you know what? I don't think I could, uh, I could sit there trying to write the same letter on a piece of paper for two hours. My parents, they will be, they'll be there the whole time. And I think in today's society as a, as a general, like um, if I am looking to get some health or fitness results, I want them now. Like, and if someone tells me that I can have them now, I'm going to convince myself that they are telling me the truth because why would they want to lie to me, all right? If they're telling me that I can have exactly all the health and fitness benefits that I, I want in the next three months, when I went to another gym around the corner where the guy really sat down with me, listened to everything and said, look, if you want to achieve those exact goals, that's going to take you a minimum a minimum of a year. And that year is going to be consistently three to five times per week. This other person saying I can have them in three months and I only have to come in two to three times per week. That's where I'm going. And they're cheaper. 
that's, that's exactly where I'm going because that person's told me I can have them quicker. Um, and unfortunately, that's not the truth all the time. Well, that's, that's it. And I think even people who would hear that and go, well, I'd still go to the person who said three months, right? Like, honestly, that's yeah. what, what we would think. But like the, the person who's selling that 12-month journey is actually teaching you lifelong habits and skills to maintain what you are are trying to achieve whereas that quick fix is exactly what that is and it's not teaching you anything about health wellness you know management yeah it is that quick fix so i always say like like I, i say to my clients either pt or the members of the gym i'm like look um i would love you to be a member of this gym for the rest of your life. And you know what? We will help you change your life in that time. However, I'm well aware that things might change. You might move house, you might move jobs and stuff like that. But if I can educate you in the time that I've got you um, so that you can go elsewhere and do it, uh, keep doing it elsewhere, then like my job is uh, I've taken advantage of the time that I've had you for um, and hopefully you can move forward after this rather than just kind of get a quick fix, as you said, and then unfortunately stop and then because you've, you'd think you've got there and then go backwards or not have the education to continue forward kind of thing. So yeah, to maintain it. Yep. All right. Well, let's get into CrossFit a little bit more because that is what you are, a CrossFit coach and business owner. So for those out there who don't know what CrossFit is, can you tell us what type of training it is? Because um, I know for those who've never tried it may be a little intimidated by it. And if I'm completely honest, I still am intimidated by CrossFit ah, and I have yes. trained with you and I train in it. So what is CrossFit? And then how do you sell that to people who've never trained in CrossFit before? Yep, Definitely. Definitely. Cool. Well, number one, uh, like CrossFit has a full definition and I'm not going to go into that. That can be found talking about information available online. All right. You, you look up CrossFit, there's a full definition of, of what CrossFit is. But like in, I guess in, in simple terms, actually before we get started, most people, when they see CrossFit, they see CrossFit on the socials or on the news or online. And what they're seeing generally is the CrossFit games. Or, or, or very high-end CrossFit athletes. Uh, CrossFit as a sport is it's very different. It's sensational to watch, but bloody oh. hell. <laughs> like- <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like, I like I love, like, the CrossFit Games. Uh, Carly knows, my wife knows that, uh, that that one weekend per year when the CrossFit Games are on in, in, in the US, I will be waking up at, at 1 a.m., at 3 a.m., at 5 a.m. and watching all of the workouts going on. I, I love CrossFit as sport. It's fantastic to watch. However, uh, a lot of people think that they're going to, that's, that's what they, they're going to be doing. They, they're going to walk into, into CrossFit Zenith and all of a sudden, number one, there's going to be 50 dudes with their shirts off, all right, right next to 50 girls in short shorts and a little sports bra, all with ripped abs, all right, absolutely just like flying up through these rings and like carrying cars around the block and like it just, like it's, it's just not what happens, okay? Uh, I guess if, 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 if we want to put it, put it really simply, 
Um, CrossFit, I, I might be a little bit biased here, okay? I, honestly, I, 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 I believe it is, it's, the, it's the world's best way to improve your health, right? To make you better at, at life. Our type of training is what we call uh, GPP. So it's general physical preparedness, right? We don't, we don't specialize it. It's, it's, it's preparing you for just general physical work. Um, we don't specialize in anything in particular. You know what? We're going to do some running, but you're not going to become a marathon runner. We're going to do some weightlifting, but you're not going to the Olympics for weightlifting. We're going to do some gymnastics. You're definitely not going to the Olympics for gymnastics. All right. However, uh, we're going to do a combination of all of those things and more. And you're going to be able to chase the kids around on the weekend and not get tired. Or you're going to be able to go down to the local hardware store and pick up that 20 kilo bag of dirt, sling it on your shoulder, walk out, still tapping your card as you go with the other hand and, uh, and throw it in the car. Um, now with all of that, with, with all that general physical preparedness training, the GPP training comes all the stuff that a lot of people want. It comes the uh, aesthetic changes. All right. So like better muscle definition, lower body fat, um, just general metabolic conditioning, better, 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 better cardio as such. However, that's not like necessarily like the only focus that we have. All right, we uh, we we are we are looking at um, at nutrition. Um, I have a dietitian that works here as well. Um, we're looking at your stress levels. We're looking at your sleep. Uh, I am a <laughs> talk about it afterwards, but I'm a massive uh, proponent person uh, supporter of mobility. All right, all this stuff to just generally make your life better. I guess in my old gym, age of member was. Uh, sort of in the late 40s, early 50s. And I dealt with, and was a lot of office workers. I dealt with a lot of people who um, like every day they would come in. They're like, when I get out of bed, my knees hurt. When I get out of bed, my hips hurt. When I get out of bed, my shoulder, like everything just hurts all the time. And um, uh, number one, I said, I do not want to be like that myself. Um, but number two, I want to help people not be like that as much as possible. Like we should be getting out of bed and, and uh, maybe not jumping out of bed, but we shouldn't be getting up sore. All right, we uh, like every workout we do shouldn't absolutely drill us into the ground. Uh, it should be, we're trying to create that just that overall better life, I guess. Um, and, so, and so a lot of people look at CrossFit and they think it's, it's just all a bunch of weights. They are, I'm just, all I'm gonna be doing is, is, is uh, li lift, lifting weights. But we've got so many different forms, forms of exercise. So many days people come in the gym and they won't touch a barbell. They won't touch a weight. They'll be on a rower, they'll be doing some pull-ups, they'll be doing some box step-ups, um, some sit-ups, some push-ups. There's so many different versions and so many different variations um, of it that we can do uh, to make sure that it is constantly challenging you to make you better kind of thing. So, so that's, that's, the, that's the layman's term of, 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 um, of what is CrossFit, I guess you could say. Um, as I said, there's a lot more scientific definition online, but uh, feel free to to Google that. How, how, how do we train um, newer people? Or how, how do we talk to newer people about it? Um, like specifically at CrossFit Zenith, um, I think that most people, unless they've done CrossFit before, come in, uh, is it's the same kind of mindset that you kind of said before? Like, it's like, all right, well, I kind of know what it is, but I'm really scared of it. I feel like I'm going to be coming into something that everyone's going to be better at me and, and so that. So really it's up to, to me to 
explain what I just did, um, but also put people's mind at ease that like that we've got such a range of people in here and we've got such a range of fitness levels and any CrossFit box is kind of the same or they should be anyway. So I sit down with them. People come in for what we call a no sweat intro. Now that's not something that I've termed. There's many CrossFit boxes around the world that have a no sweat intro. Uh, that's a half an hour sit down. So before people do any exercise at all, it's a half an hour sit down. Um, it's the, uh, I say it's the standard. Every gym should go through people's goals before they get started. I think that, that's really important, but not just go through their goals. Like we sort of spoke about before, like explain to the person what needs to happen for them to achieve those goals, but also uh, a realistic timeline for them to achieve those goals, right? Um, uh, and, 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 and being completely honest the whole time, right? Just because someone says that they want to uh, lose a certain amount of weight in three months doesn't mean they can safely or healthily. They, they, it, it might be possible, but can they do it healthily and keep it off? Maybe not. So it's, it's being honest during that, that no sweat intro um, and giving them all the information they need. There is absolutely no pressure for them to join at all. I just want to like, I think life's about relationships, um, like everything, business, life, uh, like every, everything is about relationships. And it's just literally sitting down and building a relationship with a person. Um, I think that's really important. And then the goal of the No Sweat Intro then is to kind of, hopefully, they respect me as the professional and I make some kind of prescription for them. Now, everyone's going to be different. Some people uh, may may not have exercised or moved uh, for the past 20 years. So at that point, I'm going to say, well, hey, I think it's better for us to do sort of four or five PT sessions first, one-on-one PT sessions. Let's learn all the movements in CrossFit. Let's just see how you move in a one-on-one environment break it down, really learn uh, all the, the small technique nuances and like how we want you to load a barbell and how you set up the rack and all of this kind of just general information so people don't walk into a group class and go, wow, this is overwhelming, all right? So, um, so that's, that's what, if someone hasn't moved in a long time or never done CrossFit before, that's our first step, like a, like a four-session foundations PT. That's really awesome uh, and I have to point out that that's so, so important. And I'm just speaking from experience because I've recently joined um, a, a CrossFit gym over in Sydney because otherwise I'd obviously be at Zenith. Um, and <laughs> even though I, again, as I've said, have trained with you, I've never actually been in a class setting. And so yeah. I had no idea that I had to get my own plate weights and my own dumbbell and set up my own station. And then put like, those are the things that you really need some guidance with. And and like you said, because CrossFit, you you can be doing some, you know, Olympic lifts. So those are incredibly technical. And those are the things that should be taught one-on-one in a PT session. 100%. So it's, I think it's fantastic that that's, that's what you do and um, really, really important, especially for the newbie. Yeah, definitely. Look, like, uh, but like before I even, I did this, uh, when I first started CrossFit Zenith, I didn't do this. And, um, and, and I found that like, uh, like even simple stuff, like it depends on what gyms you go to, but every, every gym's a little bit different. As you mentioned at the start, I'm probably a little bit more pedantic about my equipment and cleanliness and stuff along those lines, but just like small stuff, like, uh, in CrossFit, it's almost, it's very frowned upon to, to drop an empty barbell. It just, uh, that's just, uh, that, that's just, just one of those un, unwritten rules. 
Um, now, people don't know that. And in a group session, uh, you don't have time to say that in front of the group. Um, I, I find time, but most <laughs> don't have time, time to say that Yeah, um, in front of a group. And so, and so people don't know that. And so the first time they pick up a barbell and they go to places on the ground and they drop it from 10 centimetres, the coach will give them like a dirty look across the room, but they don't know any better. Like they, they have, and so you can't expect someone to be able to do something if they just, just don't know any better. Like you can't expect someone to know that they have to go and get all, 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 all their own weights if they haven't done it before. Um, or that uh, the big plates should go on the inside of a bar and the smaller plates on the outside, or we don't lift without collars on the barbell, or we don't drop dumbbells. Like there's, there's, there's a thousand other things besides just the technique, which we do obviously have a, still have a big focus on that technique. And also with that foundations, I've started now to sit down with everyone for 10 minutes at the start of their session and run through some format of health, uh, a health discussion outside of the gym. So the very first um, session we sit down, we have a chat about their nutrition. Um, now, everyone's not always 100% honest with me about their nutrition, but I am honest with, uh, with what needs, uh, how their nutrition should generally look or what we encourage nutrition to look like for them to get the best results. Um, they then go away after their session, they write a food diary, they send it to our dietitian and she gives them some feedback. Um, the second session, we talk about mobility and sleep. So it's also trying to, again, educate them along the way of some of the things they can be doing outside of the gym just to help improve their life as well as just coming in and smashing themselves in the gym. And then it's all about scaling, scaling a workout. So for those that haven't done CrossFit before, every time there's a workout up on the board, uh, there's the uh, as prescribed version, the, the RX version. Now that is, uh, that is uh, a version of the workout that's, that to be 100% honest, probably 80% of the members in any given class are not gonna do. They're not gonna be able to lift those weights. Um, but it's something to aspire to and it gives us a measurable uh, target for that workout. It means that uh, the stimulus that we would like from this workout is, is, is this, a, a heavy weight uh, with a run in it or, or something like that. Now that heavy weight, although we've got a number on it, as I said, 80% of the people aren't, aren't going to be able to do that, which is 100% fine. So we're going to work with each individual person to find out what that weight is for that individual person. Um, so where 60 kilos might be heavy for someone, 30 kilos might be heavy for someone else. So we scale everything for obviously a lot of people every single day, but that's how we get new people building up slowly in CrossFit um, so that they're not thrown straight in the deep end. Um, but, uh, and, we, and, we, and we educate them on how to scale properly so that then they can, can do it themselves moving forwards. So that's the best way that we deal with new people coming into CrossFit. Yeah. And I really love what you say about, I mean, CrossFit being helping you get good at life, basically. Yep. And, and for me, it's not just <clears throat> physically, you know, the, that strong piece. It's actually a lot of the mental side as well. Like oh, the, yes. <laughs> the struggle. <laughs> CrossFit workout is real. So I'd like to yep. just touch on that for a second. When you see someone who's struggling in a workout, what do you say to them? What like is it do you say something to them during the workout? Is it after the workout? Because I've realized something I've realized about me recently is that I need or I perform better 
with a cheerleader. And I don't mean the ones yep. with the pom-poms. Like I need, whether it's <laughs> someone who's doing the workout next to me. Um, yep. Is like, yes, you can do this. Come on, keep going. Or whether it's someone who's finished the workout and has come back to spur me on, like that really helps me. So yep. what is it that you do when you see someone struggling there, you know, they're really getting down on themselves. They're stuck in their own head. What are you there to tell them? Definitely. Definitely. Now, just, just, uh, just, just before I answer that, I, and I meant to say this before and I just, it sort of went, went straight out of my head when, when like going back to like what CrossFit is good for and just getting better at life. Um, and, and the mental side as well, I guess the part of this question is, um, is like, uh, a bit of a, a personal, uh, this, this, this isn't a humble brag, but a couple of weeks ago, I did complete a hundred kilometer. Uh, you did. With, oh my goodness. Yes. And we'll touch on that because that's yep. amazing. Congratulations. Yep. hundred kilometers. Thank you. Thank you. Um, through the, the blue mountains, a hundred kilometer run. Now in no way did I, I win. <laughs> I was, I was, I was 16 hours uh, past the winner, but all I did for that, was CrossFit. And I guess that was a bit of a proving ground for me to say, um, do I need to do a whole lot of training for this? Uh, sorry, should I have? Of course I should have. Did I and did I have time? No. So all I used was me training CrossFit six days a week uh, to then get me across the line of 100 Ks. Now, anyway, sorry, um, we can touch on, on that later. If, if, <laughs> we will. Yeah. Um, look, when clients are struggling uh, in a workout, that is a great question and something that I've uh, just recently had to train uh, train someone on. So this year I've brought on um, two new employees, one as a coach, one as a dietitian. Um, and uh, I guess this is it's something that I probably didn't realise is so in-depth until I had to teach someone uh, about it. So uh, as I was teaching Amelia um, uh, about how to deal with people in this situation, I was like, okay, so if this happens, this is what you do. And she's like, oh, but what happens if this happens? I was like, oh, well, don't do that, do this. And after running through it with her, there was, for every person, there's 17 different scenarios to try and educate on. And in the end, you have to go by sort of what's in here, like what's in the heart. Like it's, it's, it's evaluating the person, knowing every one of your clients or members um, and, and sort of also knowing where they're, where they're at in their life, what's going on. Maybe they've uh, just, you know, that maybe in the last week they've, uh, they've just been fired from their job or their dog died or they're having an argument with their mum at the moment. Now, any good coach should know this about their clients. Um, now, I understand that as gyms get bigger, sometimes it's harder to sort of realise that. But, um, but coaching is about being able to read your athletes at all times. But I like I know when a come on Sam uh, pick that kettlebell back up is going to work, and when it's not, because sometimes I'll say to Sam, and I'll just get a glare back, and he won't even pick it up. Like, but I need to read the situation as to when is the right time to say it, when is the right time to uh, to walk past and ask if someone's actually doing okay, or tell someone to get out of their damn head and keep moving faster. Um, and so that's a, that takes 
that takes a like just a lot of a lot of practice, like a lot it's of an time. incredible skill to have. Like messing it up a lot, like, uh, um, but but I think you need to mess it up to get it right. Um, uh, but it, it is just sort of having that relationship with your clients that you sort of you know, sort of, and and I guess we use a lot of the the warm up time and stuff like that every single session to touch base with each individual and just get a feel for how their day's going. Um, usually by the time the workout comes around, I know whether Sam's got a sore knee or, you know, Sally's still a bit hungover from Saturday night when she went out till 4am kind of thing. So um, every session is spent reading that. And then when we get to the workout, hopefully I'm sort of well-informed enough and able to use my EQ enough to, uh, to sort of help someone get through that, I guess. So it's also looking at, at their, like their body language, their emotions. Um, yeah, being, being a human coach. So when I say that, I, like, I talk about sometimes I, uh, I sort of bring up um, like mid-workout, I'll say um, if I see someone struggling with, a, with the clean and jerk or some of like that, and I've done that workout early, earlier in the day, I'll be like, great work. This is the part that I struggled with the most as well. Um, what I found better to do was this. Cool. Now that that may help them, it may not, but it also humanizes me a bit. It sort of it sort of tells them that I also struggle with this part. It's okay to struggle with this part. All right. Now this is the best way to fix it. Now move on, kind of thing. So, um, so I think that's 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 really important is to almost um, get down. Sometimes get down off your pedestal as a coach and get on there, like uh, tell them that that uh, that 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 you struggled or um, or that. Uh, if they can uh, get this last row done in two minutes, they're going to beat my time. That if there's anything that will get someone out of their head and spur them on a bit, oh, it's telling them that if they hurry up, they're going to beat me. Man, that pushes uh, them on straight away. So yeah, yeah. So how do you work on mindset then? Because obviously that's that's in the moment, but mindset, I guess you know, coming into a workout do it what even coming into the gym when you don't want to and you feel like you really don't feel like going so how do you how do you work that mindset how do you keep people motivated and i know a lot of i don't know it's just me seeing pros out there at the moment just smashing the word motivation but like you know in our industry it's it's also our job to motivate people so how are you doing that and how are you building their mindset so that they can still come into the gym when they don't feel like it, still give it a hundred percent when they feel like they can't, but they do have it in them. Yep. No, that, that, that is a, there's a great question. And that's a, like, that's one of the hardest things um, to do. Right? Like it, it really is. I, I am relentless in telling people to be better people. Right. So, um, so Number one, we all have good days. Well, we all have bad days. Um, we have to all admit that and be okay with that. Um, in saying that, when you're in our kind of industry, it's very hard to. For, it's very hard for me to walk into the gym and be like, "Oh, I didn't sleep too well last night. This is going to go crap." And then, like, tell that to the class. Right? Yeah, you're meant to um, be the superhuman. That doesn't yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, but. Like I'm lucky to have a like a good support network, obviously at home. So 
if that happens, I, I'm able to discuss that more with my, my wife. When I walk in the door here, um, and I sort, of, I sort of touched on it before, like me making this decision was easily, this is easily my passion. This is like 110%. So like when I walk in the door here, I am, I'm switched on. I'm, I'm ready to go. And very, very, very rarely is, is there any lack of energy um, coming, coming from me, which tells me that I made the right decision. Right. Um, but when I say I'm relentless in telling people to be better humans, I will straight up tell people um, that when you come in the gym, I want you to look at the positives, not in the negatives. Look at how far you've come, not how hard this workout's going to be. And, and as a coach, I'll tell them to their face. But I also, I do a Monday video for my members um, to let them know some things that are coming up for the week and stuff like that. And usually in that, I'll have one portion of it that's a little bit mindset driven. And that is, uh, that is always about, um, like obviously it's always something different, but I, I want to encourage people to have a growth mindset. I talk about a growth mindset a lot. CrossFit, if you don't have a growth mindset, you're going to get yourself in trouble pretty quick because there's a lot of different movements to learn. Um, and, and you know what? People spend their whole lives working on weightlifting and we have 15 minutes to work on it twice a week, right? So people expect to be good at things immediately and forget that people need that 10,000 hours to become a specialist, right? That's a long time of 15 minute like gaps kind of thing. So um, I know I've so, been working on a pull-up for five years and I still haven't got it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. We got that. We got that. Yeah. We got yeah. that. We got that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, always sort of encouraging people to, uh, to be, to have that growth mindset of when they come in, they're going to learn something today. And that's my goal of every session. Have one person learn one thing from that session. So I might have a session of 20 people. As long as one person walks away learning something, that's a success, right? But if I can do that 365 days a year, that's, that's also a success, all right? I also, I guess you could say that, uh, and I've, I've had a lot of members tell me this, which, um, which flatters me a lot, but, uh, but I do like to lead by example, right? So by, so by always having that positive attitude, by always looking at, uh, at the brighter side of life, by if someone comes in, they're like, oh man, cool, well, um, this hurts today. It's like, excellent. We've got a chance to work on your upper body because that's been lacking a little bit lately and now you get to work on that. Like it's just, it's, it's, it's not focusing on the bad, it's always looking at the good. So how do you encourage your members to adopt smart recovery methods? Uh-huh. Again, something that I am very passionate about. Again, I'm, I'm relentless with that. Basically... If anyone, <laughs> I do deal with a lot of things with sarcasm. I know it's the lowest form of wit, but uh, the people that know me know that I, uh, I can be extremely sarcastic from time to time. I'm a big believer in, um, in uh, one of your past guests, I guess, like mantra of like every human should be doing some kind of maintenance on their body. Good old Kelly Starrett. All right. He's an absolute, absolute uh, God when it comes to the physio world. But, um, but he sort of has this, this great belief of, you know what, if you've got a sore elbow, then do some work on your lower, like on, on your forearms and your wrist, do some work on your shoulder, your biceps, your, um, your triceps. And chances are, not always, but chances are the elbow is going to feel better. And after 14 years of sort of following that mantra, like I know for myself, that works. 
So I'm relentless with my members on that kind of stuff. And you know what? It might take three months. It might take six months. It might take a year. It might take two years. All right? But every time someone comes to me with uh, this hurts or this doesn't feel great, I'm like, okay, cool. Do this stretch, do this mobility, get on this foam roller and then come back and have a chat with me about it in two days. All right. If it's bad enough, go and see a physio. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I in no way uh, claim to be a physio and, and, and to fix people's injuries. However, if that person goes away in two days and comes back in two days and they've done it every day, most of the time they're like, oh, it feels amazing. That feels heaps better. That, that, that is phenomenal. Or if in two days in one of the other classes, they go, oh, Nathan, remember how I told you about my elbow and it's still sore? I'm like, did you do that stuff that we spoke about? They go, no. I'm like, so go home and do it in the next two days. Cool. So it's just being relentless about it. Again, it's also like practicing what I preach. So I mobilize for 20 to 30 minutes a day. And my members, I do that with my members in the morning. So they, they can see, see me doing that. I think that's, that's really important. So yeah, yeah. I guess in terms of recovery methods, what do you think should be a part of a CrossFitter's recovery routine? Yep. Oh, again, so I, I think it should happen every day, whether you're training or not. I think, uh, I think some kind of uh, work should happen every single day. There is straight up, I don't believe there's any shortcuts on, on mobility at all. Um, uh, I think if it seems too easy, it probably is. All right. If um, something like, uh, something like we'll, we'll go down the path of, of a massage gun, right? Um, so many people are replacing their mobility routines with just sitting on the couch at night watching TV while they uh, jiggle this gun up and down their leg and think that that's going to do, do the job. They're like, this is, this is magic. This is, this is going to be amazing. Um, but it doesn't and it can't. Uh, I'm, a, I'm also a big believer of, um, as you know, when uh, I've been getting a massage, basically, if it's not uncomfortable in some way, it's probably not making that much of a change, right? And uh, that would uh, many times on the table with you digging your elbow into my calf um, uh, me almost in tears, um, but telling myself that it's good for me. Um, so a hundred kilometers uh, later. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, I'm a big believer of, um, like, I think every CrossFitter, I guess my form of mobility, I encourage is long form static stretching. Um, I just think it's the, the simplest version of, actually the form of mo mobility that I encourage people to do is the one that they're going to do. All right. And I know that sounds so simple, but like some people hate static stretching. So if someone's, if I give someone static stretch and they're like, no, nah, I just can't do it, but I'll go and do some yoga, then cool. Go do some, some, some yoga. However, the, if, if I'm going to encourage a form, it would be long, long, long form static stretching. So literally holding a stretch for a minimum, absolute minimum of two minutes, um, anything up to five or six minutes at end range. All right. While keeping the muscles relaxed with some nice deep breathing throughout. I've also found that with members, they tell me that they don't have time to do mobility work. And I ask them if they watch TV every night, which most of them do. And long form static stretching fits in pretty well with someone sitting on the floor in their lounge room watching TV. So it's, there's almost zero excuse to not do it uh, if that's what I recommend for them. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's all about making it fit with your lifestyle. 
Exactly. So if you are watching exactly. TV, and then yeah, get on the floor and stretch while watching TV. Yep. 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 And 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 the same as exercise. Like, if someone's not, uh, I won't say anyone enjoys, or well, some people enjoy their mo- mo- mobility work, but if, if it's too hard, people won't do it. It's the same as as general exercise. If people don't enjoy it, if they're just going to the gym, if they're forcing themselves to go to a gym just to do it, they won't keep doing it, right? So it needs to be easy and it needs to, I think it needs to constantly change. It can't be the same thing over and over again, all right? Because we need variety. Um, that's just what humans are and do. Like we just, we need things to, to keep us interested. Uh, and so, yeah, that's going to be, I think that's the easiest way for people to incorporate that into their, into their life, so. It's a super interesting point, though, because we, you know, for cross, like CrossFit as an example, like that's really hard work. And I don't know anyone who who really enjoys it when they're in the throes of a painful, painful workout. (laughs) So why why will we go? Well, that's worth my time but the stretching, which is uncomfortable, is not worth my time. And the, the results and the goals are different, but they are contributing to a better and more holistic approach of yeah. well-being and health and fitness and strength and robustness to our, you know, muscles and joints. Like it's just such an interesting line where people go, yes, that's worth it. Nah, that's not really worth my time. That absolutely fascinates me as well. Um, However, the difference is, is in a CrossFit workout, even though it's uncomfortable, there's so many distractions. Like there is so many distractions. It's like, cool. So there's movement involved. All right. So in some form, form or another, just the movement is a distraction. There's usually music playing. That's a distraction. There's usually other people around or a personal trainer yelling at you. That's a distraction. There is, I can walk over to my drink bottle. I can, I can switch this off for 10 seconds and walk over to my drink bottle. That's a distraction. I can, I can make out that um, uh, I need a bit more of a rest from these double unders. That's a distraction. Like everything is a distraction from, from the uncomfortable um, and the pain of what that workout is. Everything is, all right? There's always a way. You sit in a saddle pose stretch for five minutes, which is what we would call sort of kneeling down with your feet flat and leaning back as far as you are able to. There is, even with the TV on, there is almost zero distractions. And there's no movement to, to sort of keep the muscles like just, just moving and flushing and stuff like that. All there is is you, the uncomfortable uh, position and your head saying, this doesn't feel great, we should stop. This doesn't feel great, we should stop. This doesn't feel great, we should stop. And that takes a completely different form of mindset to be able to just sit there and endure it rather than have all these distractions around you, I think. So you're saying that that is way more challenging than a CrossFit? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Long-form stretching, like to me at least, is, is almost a form of meditation. When I first started um, doing uh, my long form stretching, I was, I'd do it out in the back room at the house that we're at and I would be, I'd be dripping with sweat like just from getting in these, these stretches and holding them for three minutes, absolutely just dripping with sweat. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not exercising the hot, like 
it would be a four minute stretch and two minutes in my head would get to me and say just just relax just get out of it just for 20 seconds yeah and the second I stopped I regretted it but I had convinced myself that the pain was 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 too bad even though it wasn't pain it was just the full stretch of a muscle I convinced myself that the pain was too bad and the second I stopped I regretted it and then I got back into it and, it, and I knew it just wasn't quite as good the second time I got back in, into the stretch um, and then after after years now I can uh, like that voice is still there telling me to get out of a four minute stretch, but I can deal with it a lot more. There's no more sweating profusely. Um, it's still uncomfortable and it always will be, but like, but I think, uh, I think that takes a lot more um, self-control uh, than it does to uh, just sit um, than to just do like a 15 minute nonstop workout. And, and, and I see it like in, in our classes, we'll just finish, we'll finish a horrendous workout um, that everyone scaled and worked to their own ability, but a horrendous workout. And then we'll have four, five, six minutes of stretching at the end. And people are squirming, absolutely squirming, holding a stretch for two and a half minutes. And so I see it every day. And that's why I think it's, it should be done by everyone because it's, a, it's, a, it's great for your mental health as well. All right. Well, let's take a, a left turn here. You're, you've got two kids and I've, I've known pre-kids Nathan and post-kids Nathan and I yes. feel like there's, there, there is a change. <laughs> um, how has having a family changed the way you work and potentially how you deal with uh, situations and, and, you know, life now? I'm glad, I'm glad other people see it because I feel like a different person uh, uh, pre and, and post kids. I wouldn't have it any other way now. It's, uh, life is absolutely amazing. Um, but I guess my mindset changed heaps when, when we had our kids. Um, number one, I became a lot more emotional, number one. That's, uh, that's just, and, and, and I've actually, like, I've, I've heard that a lot, um, a lot of the podcasts and stuff that I listen to uh, about parenthood and being a better father stuff along those lines that, uh, that a lot of, um, a lot of guys sort of, sort of say that if they're, um, that, that at that point, like, uh, they become a lot more emotional. I'm not, I'm not, uh, embarrassed to say that, uh, that, um, you know, uh, things can easily make me a lot more happier. Um, but like watching a sad movie, man, uh, when I was 25, you wouldn't catch me crying in a movie. All right. Now I've got kids. Oh, oof, the waterworks straight on. Horrendous. I'm watching a kids' movie and it's sad and, uh, and there's a tear in my eye. My daughter's like, "What's what's wrong, Daddy?" So, um, yeah. But uh, there's definitely a lot more emotion there. I guess from a work perspective, the focus is a little bit is a lot different. Um, I still have my priority. My priority, my priority is always going to be my family. I, and I, I said this to my members on the weekend. I had to do a little speech to my members on the weekend. That the priority now is is not money now that doesn't mean I'm going to offer everyone a free gym membership but back a few years ago like the gym was was here as a as a as a way for me to make make money and then make a living yeah 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 basically um whereas now uh there's the goal of being able to help uh, help change the health of 5,000 people in my local area all right that's a big priority but the gym is here now to provide me with more time that I can spend with the family. 
Now, yes, that probably means more money, all right, like ultimately, so I can pay someone else to work and stuff like that. But that's not the focus anymore, all right? The focus is being able to have, um, have more time to see the girls uh, grow up. I also want them to see, uh, see me as a, a bit of an inspiration. Like, uh, so it's finding that happy medium of uh, they can see how hard I'm working. So hopefully giving them a, an idea about good work ethic. Um, they can see that I'm doing it to help other people. Um, so that idea of, of like, like, I think that we should always, always be thinking of others um, almost first, all right? Or, or always be aware at least of, of everyone else around you and, um, and who you could help first. I guess trying to be a bit of a, an inspiration uh, for them as well. And also show them a healthy lifestyle. Um, like that, I think that's really important that kids grow up um, with, a, with an education around a healthy lifestyle, movement, nutrition, um, they see me stretching uh, every, every, every day. And, and, uh, and, and I think that's, that's really important. So um, yeah, as for clients, I, I, reckon I, I reckon I might be a bit more, show a little bit more empathy um, from time to time. So I think uh, you might be right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, um, I think from a coaching perspective, it's easy to be uh, a hard ass coach. Um, and that's what some people need sometimes, but other times, um, uh, people also just need someone to, ch to chat to and, uh, and have, have a bit more understanding about what they're going through as well. And I'll find myself on some PT sessions sometimes having a chat with, with someone about their child who uh, isn't currently sleeping um, or something along those lines. And, and we'll spend each rest in between um, strength sets talking about that and, and they leave and I get a message afterwards. They're like, hey, it was great just to be able to uh, flesh that out with somebody. Now, if, if, if they didn't have a PT session, they might have been able to talk it out with their partner, but then they may not have as well. So it's uh, like, I guess I'm a lot more uh, emotionally available to, to members um, and just a lot more empathetic and understanding, I think. I'd like to think so. Yes. No, that's certainly something that I've witnessed or, yeah, seen, seen your evolution especially since yeah. having a family. So, yeah, definitely. Um, let's talk about that a little further in terms of work-life balance. And I know oh. some people are, are, like, so against the term balance, but I I truly believe there's such thing as balance. But, but that's going to be different for everyone. And the scales may be tipped a little bit more to one side for certain things than other. But in the end what you're trying to do is create a life where you have all the bits and pieces that you want happening to whatever degree that they're happening in. Um, yes. But having them all happen is part of, you know, the, that brings you joy and, and purpose and, and, and whatnot. So do you believe there's such a thing as work-life balance Um and, and how do you, you manage that currently? Yeah, definitely. There's, I think that there definitely is something as work-life balance. I'm not going to lie. At this point, mine is, is not great. <laughs> now, in saying that, like you kind of mentioned. Because you're working you know, towards your ultimate work-life balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone's going to be at, at, different, uh, at different stages. And my business still being in the first two years, um, I'm at that stage of, of needing to build it. Um, however, 
Uh, I know over the years, especially when I used to work with a lot of um, office workers and stuff along those lines, again, having these personal conversations with the people during a PT session, I, I have dealt with so many people over the years that, that have said, yeah, so I've taken, a, I've taken a new job at this new company and man, they are working me to the absolute bone. Like, and I'm like, you know, that's not good for your health. Like we want to talk about like the food you're eating. We, you're, you're, you're only getting takeout. You're only sleeping five hours a night because of this, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, but it's good money, right? And because it's good money, I'm only going to do this for five years, save up a bunch of money, and then I'm going to quit. And the amount of people that I trained through that portion of their life for 10 years or 12 years, and they were still doing the same thing when I when I left that gym, um, despite all my advice against it, uh, I've seen so many people have that idea about, cool, well, I'm just going to do this for a short time. And they just get caught up in the routine and stuff like that. So I'm very self-aware of not getting caught up in that. My goal, uh, I work towards with my, um, with my mentor. Um, so I have a, a mentorship company that I use, a business mentorship company, and they talk about uh, having your perfect day. So your perfect day is, is exactly how it sounds. What would I like to be doing um, on any given day? What, what is the choice that I would like to be doing? And so we've sat down and done some exercises through that. Cool. It is uh, me uh, still coaching some sessions over the day because I don't ever want to give up coaching. I love coaching people. But do I want or need to be coaching um, for seven or eight hours a day? No. Like, uh, like I can't build the business and do that. So um, it's like waking up with a family, having breakfast with the kids, probably doing a drop-off at school. Excellent. Coming into the gym um, and at that point, maybe coaching one or two PT clients, a couple of sessions, doing some work on the business, doing some work with some local uh, uh, businesses, uh, whether that's corporate health or stuff like, uh, like uh, Diabetes Association or Arthritis SA or something along those lines, doing something to help the community at the same time. Maybe one more session at night and then home for dinner and bath time with the girls. Um, so uh, that's something that we're working towards. My short-term goal is to be home two mornings a week uh, and two nights per week. And that was, that's a goal before the end of this, this year. Um, and I'm currently at uh, one morning a week and one night a week. So we're on our way. Um, but, but I think it's important that people set those goals and give themselves a timeline to work towards it. Um, and also be honest with themselves about where their work or their business is at. As I said, I'm, I'm in a growth stage of my business and I, and I kind of need to stay there for um, a little while till we can get to where we need to get. Um, but I do think it's very important um, uh, in, in the long term. Mm. And yeah, you've got that goal. You know where you want to be. So just yes. about figuring out that journey to get there, which you're doing exactly. very well. Um, <laughs> Thank you. What is one thing that's really important to you or for you to be passing on to your girls? Uh, well, it's a great question. And you say one thing. I, it's very, I very hard for me <laughs> no, to choose, many. Choose, choose one thing. So, um, so probably if I did have to choose just, just one thing, it is that... I believe that your health is, is everything. And what I mean by that is, is without your health, you can't do or have any of the other things. And so 
I know some like sometimes we don't have a choice. Like I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm well aware of, of obviously health issues and stuff like that, that, that may come up, but we can always work with that to do our best with that. However, um, but I also have a big belief that if we look after our health, it's, it's going to look after us as much as it possibly can. Right. And so I always talk to people about, uh, about what I say is, is um, when they're, when they're working too much, bad work-life balance. And they're like, I couldn't make it into the gym this week because I had to do an hour of overtime every day. And I sort of come back to them and say, all right, so you missed five sessions this week because you had to do an hour of overtime. And when we nail it down, I'm like, well, did that hour of overtime actually have to be done? Or was that just you, you know, pandering to someone else's um, wants? And like, were those emails still going to be there tomorrow? Um, did you actually gain any extra um, work or anything like that? Um, did you need the money for that hour of extra overtime? And all of these no, no, no's. I'm like, well, you gave up five days of your health for five hours of overtime. Now, if you happen to, uh, you know, not not have your health because we because we don't go to a gym or we don't look after our health and we, we get some kind of lifestyle disease or something along those lines, cardiovascular disease or, or some of that, well, we we can't we can't go to work or like or we can't go to work as much or we can't have that time with a family or we can't. Um, we lose out on, on a lot of things because our health isn't good. So like ultimately health is number one and we really need to look after that the whole time. And I think that's something that I really want to pass on to the girls. Um, and I guess probably the only other thing in there is, is you, you have to love what you do. You have to love what you do. Um, there's the old saying of like, if you love what you do, you'll never work another day in your life. And it sounds so cliche, but it's so true. Um, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't, I know, I've said this many times during this podcast is it doesn't feel like work what I do because I absolutely love it. And, and I did this and, and I've, I've told my dad this many times as, as a, he, he was my inspiration. And this is going to sound bad because it wasn't a positive inspiration. He went to work every day of his life and came home and, he, and basically like hated what he did. He was amazing at what he did. He was a head mechanic at, 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 at Holden um, and worked on cars. Um, he was really good at what he did, but he, didn't, he, he did not enjoy it every day. And I saw that every single day and I was like, I do not want that. I want to make sure that what I'm doing with my life uh, is something that I absolutely love. Um, and that's the reason that I can spend eight to 12 hours a day at work if I need to doing what I do. So if I can pass that on to the girls in some way that what you do one day with your life, you really need to be passionate about. Um, it'll be a success. It'll be a success. Oh, I think you already do. I mean, I've seen the most gorgeous photos of the girls in, in the gym <laughs> with you. So I think yes. being yeah. in that yeah. environment and knowing that, you know, eventually that I don't know, you know, they know now, but you know, this is something that you've built and yeah. created and yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. your passion and joy. That I mean, that's enough to show them that that's the most important thing. Definitely, definitely. They love the gym. It's great. It's great. Makes me very happy. Awesome. Nath, this has been so much fun chatting with you. I, I want to um I want to end this with two questions. One of them I I'd love to know, and we've sort of got a bit of your you know your input to it already but if there's anything else you can add what do you think makes an outstanding fitness business that is a that is a terrific question because 
I think there's a lot of good fitness business businesses out there, but I don't think there's a lot of outstanding fitness businesses out there. And again, I'm probably biased towards my own, um, but uh, I, I think I think what makes an outstanding fitness business is one that is that doesn't almost doesn't feel like fitness, almost doesn't feel like like it it, it just feels like like you look forward to going there, you walk in, whoever is there knows your name. They know who you are. Uh, they know, uh, yeah, all those things I sort of spoke about before. They know that you've got a, a bit of a dodgy knee, all right? They also know that today um, in our session, we're going to be doing some 400-meter runs and that you can do them in around about two and a half minutes. Um, and and the other people in, in the gym, so the other, the other members are welcoming, accepting uh, friends, like they're not just acquaintances, they're friends. Um, the people that are that are in there, the community um, is more than just like a high and by kind of person. It's like you enjoy finding out and having conversations with those people. Um, and I think that uh, the, probably the last thing of, a, of an outstanding fitness business is that is that um, the gym always wants what's best for the member. Um, always, no matter what that involves. If that involves sending a member off-site to another uh, business to get some specialist help or like a physio or a massage or not always trying to do everything uh, in-house. Like they're, they're happy to make referrals to, to, to other, other places or um, just the business always having the yeah, best interest of the member and not so much the business at heart, I think. So, yeah. Yep. Agreed. Yep. And I definitely, think you definitely. do that really well. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying that because you're a mate, but I'm, but I have been to a lot of different um, gyms, yoga studios, Pilates studios. Like I, I love to get out and experience all different types of um, yes. movement modalities. And that is certainly the one thing that sets, like you've said, outstanding businesses apart because you, you can walk into a place and feel like you're a part of a family and you can also walk into a place and feel invisible and yeah. you and your, you know, your um, employees and um, your environment there. It's, it's, uh, you know, it, it's incredible really. Like, thank you. Thank you. Lost thank for you. words. Thank you. You've done incredibly well. And, and I feel like, if anyone's thinking, why, why is she asking about business? Like this is for you guys when you are looking for something um, that is to do with your health and wellness and, and everything to make you feel good, you know, be the best you can be. It's important to know how to distinguish the best from the rest. And so definitely that um yeah that's a really important thing to know so nay thank you so much if people want to find out more about you and where you're based where can they find you guys yeah definitely um just uh just your standards we uh we don't get too fancy on this so obviously our website crossfitzenath.com.au has 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 uh, most of our information and if anyone wants to uh book one of those uh, those lovely no sweat intros uh, they can do that through there um and then we're just on just facebook and instagram uh, just under CrossFit Zenith. Uh, we're situated in uh, in Richmond, uh, South Australia. So um, less than, I think it's 2.8 kilometres from the Adelaide CBD. So 
not too far um, away, uh, almost walking distance. Uh, it is walking distance if you're up for a little bit of a walk, but uh, uh, almost walking distance. But yeah. worth yeah. the trip either way. <laughs> Definitely, 100%. 100%. Cool. One last question. What yep. is your message to those with a young family or high working commitments who feel like they don't have time to train? With this kind of stuff, and I'll, I, I will keep it short, but I, I always work in extremes. Number one, it's, it's, it's such a matter of priorities. Um, and, 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 and I do believe that, that family um, should always be number one. All right? I don't think that work should come before, um, before uh, health and fitness, but everyone to their own. Um, when I work in extremes and I want to help, help people set some, some, some priorities, I usually sit down and I say, all right, cool. Well, if there was, if there was and I've probably used this with you before as well, I think, uh, if there was $1 million cash sitting inside the door every time you walked in the door, how often would you come in? And they're like, oh, every day, every single day. And I'm like, well, that's a pretty big motivator, isn't it? Cool. Well, like, like there isn't a $1 million cash, but your health is riding on this. And that's worth more than a million dollars cash. All right. So let's try and set some, some good goals about you getting in. Um, I guess the last thing is, is it, it, it isn't an, an all or nothing scenario. Right. So if you've got 20 minutes, get out the house and go for a walk or a run. All right. Get in the backyard. One of the best workouts that I give people when they go to a hotel room, as simple as it sounds, is seven minutes of burpees. Never done a burpee. Your life's about to change. But, uh, but seven minutes of burpees. And that is gonna, that's going to give you some, some great results all over. You do that three times a week. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to become boring pretty quick, but it's, it's, it is going to motivate you to, to take it further. So it's not having that all or nothing attitude and just fitting it in when, when you can. All right? And if you do have an hour on a weekend, then do something for an hour. But if you've only got 10 or 15 minutes at a time, then go with that. Do what you can because um, something is always better than nothing. Amazing. Do what you can. Thank you so much, Nath. It's been a pleasure. No worries. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. So how are you feeling now about CrossFit? Do you think you could give it a go? I really hope you do because it's such a fantastic way to exercise and keep fit and strong and like Nathan said, set you up for a healthy and ease of lifestyle because you do realize that over time that you you know you are strong enough to lift your kids up and throw them on <laughs> into the pool or onto the trampoline like and and without those aches and pains it's it's really great and obviously it's super important that you know that you find the coaches that are really fantastic and really dedicated to helping you do things really well and really safely and I can definitely say a thousand percent that Nath and CrossFit Zenith well they're definitely the crew that will help you do that and keep you safe so I hope you give them a go especially if you're in Adelaide because uh no-brainer they're awesome it's it's such a great environment there um, yes, obviously, I'm a, I'm a little bit biased. But like I said, I've got a lot of experience around, um, you know, just different gyms and yoga studios and Pilates studios and fitness boutique centers. And I, I love trying new things. And um, I can definitely say that he has created a really 
great environment and community down at CrossFit Zenith. So give it a go if you are keen to try CrossFit. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to share it with your friends and maybe even subscribe to the channel because we got so much more goodness coming up in the future. Thank you for tuning in. I always appreciate you taking the time to listen into the Bodies Built Better podcast. Thank you again. I hope you have an awesome day, week, month and year. And here is to a world of Bodies Built Better. Bye.